Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. And of course, you know, it's Friday when I have my regular guest, Bronwyn Hershowitz, art publicist and art critic, come and tell us what's happening in the world of entertainment. Bronwyn, we're going to start off with some deaths, unfortunately. So I'm all, all about celebrating people's lives and legacies. And, uh, you know, it's always devastating when people pass on, but I'm, I want to focus on the legacy and the positivity of their lives. So yeah, award-winning pop singer Tony Bennett passed away, um, at age 96 uh, on the 21st of July, New York. Um, this was two weeks before he would have turned 97. He was born Anthony Dominique Benedetto in 1926, and his career spanned seven decades, producing more than 70 albums and 19 winning, winning Grammy Awards. He described his voice styling as a tenor who sings like a baritone, which is quite stunning. And uh, Frank Sinatra said this about him in 1965. He said, Tony Bennett is the best singer in the business. He excites me when I watch him. He moves me. He's the singer who gets across what the composer has in mind and probably a little more. But now, I don't know if people know this about him. Before he started his music career, he served in the U.S. Army fighting the Nazis in Germany during World War II. Hmm. His final mission as a soldier would be to help liberate the Dachau concentration camp. He Hmm. described giving food and water to the prisoners they freed. He said people who had been brutalized for so long, they couldn't believe that we were there to help them and not to kill him, kill them, Mm. excuse me. Sure. So, yeah, he was quite, uh, you know, quite involved um, in in that moment of history, which is quite remarkable. He was uh, also influenced by Bob Hope. He said that um, he watched Bob Hope perform at a USO military show. And he said, he, this is what Tony said. He said he became a big part of the reason I went into show business because at that moment he made me realize that the greatest gift you can give anyone is a laugh or a song, wow. which is so beautiful. That is beautiful. You know, you talked, you spoke earlier about how, um, he was paid tribute by, I mean, Lady Gaga also paid tribute to him, which is an indication of the length of his performance and his talent. And his respect in the industry. 100%. So from Frank Sinatra to Lady Gaga, you know, you, you, you do know that you've made an impact. Yeah. I mean, they collaborated in 2021 and, uh, they released albums together. They performed together. So like you said, he had such longevity in his career, um, which, which really shows what a talented man he was. So, uh, rest in peace. Um, yeah. So. To kind of stay in that, space for so long and I, I know she and also posted a very moving tribute to him yeah I mean so many people but he also I mean his longevity and his staying power was because of his talent it wasn't gimmicky it was just him singing um, which is remarkable and, and, and very rare nowadays correct right. and then Paul Rubens also passed Yes, actor Paul Rubens, I don't know if you remember him. Uh, he came to fame in the 1980s as children's TV star Pee Wee Herman. He passed away at 70 at cancer, very sad. But uh, I remember watching him as a kid um, in the 80s. Um, 
he he marked uh, his character with a red bow tie and a, and sneering catchphrases, and and they 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 might seem a bit outdated, but they're still funny to me. Uh, catchphrases like "I know you are, but who am I?" <laughs> For example, um, other catchphrases like "Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer." And then uh, uh, I'm sure you've used this as a child, and everyone has. That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> So, you know, that's one, a few of many phrases that he coined as Pee Wee Herman. Um, it was really, really great because, um, he started his career in 1981, um, as, as a broadcast performer. Um, and then his big break came in 1985 with the movie Pee Wee's Big Adventures. It was the first feature film by director Tim Burton as well, which is quite interesting. Um, it, it followed Pee-wee's surreal and slapstick journey to find his missing bicycle. And, uh, while a modest box office hit, it became a cult favorite. So, um, he's really just, uh, well known. And then he starred, like along the, li- along the road, he starred in so many different uh, movies and he's made so many different appearances in series, but this is where, what he was most well known for. But, um, you know, marked as a, a comedy genius. Absolutely. So uh, another l- legend uh, has passed, but uh, he's gone to the big comedy stage in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on a completely different note, Anthony Hopkins, tell me what he's up to. This is such a remarkable story. Um, so Anthony Hopkins is going to star in a film called One Life, where he portrays Sir Nicholas Winton, the dubbed to the British Schindler, who helped save hundreds of Jewish children from the Nazis on the eve of World War II in Czechoslovakia. Now, I don't know if you've seen the uh, footage of the um, the moment when the real-life Sir Nicholas Winton um, was surprised by all the children mm. who he saved. It's, I still get goosebumps thinking about it. From it's me. remarkable. So I'll set the scene for you because um, – Television presenter Dame Esten Ranson was the first person to bring the story of this Jewish stockbroker to light in 1988. Um, so 49 years earlier, Winston had abandoned a planned skiing holiday to travel to Prague and help evacuate refugees. He was aware that tragedy was looming as the Nazis began to occupy the country, so he traveled back to Britain to lobby the government to accept more Jewish children. I mean, that's just selfless. He could have gone on, on vacation, but he decided to rather save people. Um, after the war, he moved on with his life, and his story was largely forgotten until um, Dame Esther Ranson invited him onto her show, That's Life. And this is where that uh, that film, that video clip, um, you know, we've seen it, um, uh, comes to light. So as he sat in the front row, she asked the audience if anyone had been saved by him, and dozens of people stood up. And uh, when Dame Esther asked if anyone was a child or grandchild of one of the children brought to England, thanks to him, the entire audience rose. Mm. The account of how Winston helped 669 Jewish children escape will now be dramatized in this movie starring Anthony Hopkins and Johnny Flynn. And it will premiere at the 2023 Toronto Film Festival in September. Now, Dame Ranson has seen the film. 
So she had a sneak pre uh, preview and she was a bit worried about them um, putting the story into a movie. But this is what she says about it. From the moment I saw Anthony Hopkins looking and sounding almost exactly like Sir Nicholas, I knew the story would be told sensitively and accurately. Wow, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. So that's that's one to look out for. Frau Drescher, the nanny. Uh, Our (laughs) our wonderful Frau Drescher is doing incredible things. I don't know if uh, people know about the SAG strikes that are happening in New York. But uh, she is the president of the SAG union, and she has been in the spotlight speaking on behalf of not only the actors, but also screenwriters. Now, I want to take you back to uh, uh, the second season of The Nanny, because this is where life imitates art. So The Nanny sitcom, she wrote and starred in, obviously, as Fran Drescher's character, Fran Fine. And in this season... Fran Fine refuses to enter a hotel where the busboys are striking. And this is what she says. She says, I'm sorry, but the Fines don't cross picket lines, she tells her companion, the father of the family she works for. It's against our religion. Wow. Now, three decades later, she is one of the most prominent advocates for organized labor. And it's, you know, it's not a joke. It's quite serious. The union she has led since 2021, the Screen Actors Guild, launched a strike over their treatment by studios in an age of digital streaming. Joining with the union representing writers, which is also on strike, the guild has effectively caused Hollywood to grind to a halt, and Dresha is leading the charge. Um, in her speech, she uses some Yiddish uh, words and, and phrases, and, and this is quite a prominent one which people have loved I'm going to quote her speech she says what we ultimately received from them is what my mom would call a lek and a schmeck she said during the press conference so this is the Yiddish phrase uh, for a lick and a sniff meaning an amount so small one can barely smell or taste it so this is she's she's referencing the motion picture and television producers is that, you know, her, her, her nanny character was like this so Jewish, you know, and then 30 years later, she's still true to that. She's still like, this is it, you know, I'm, I'm going to make my point. I'm still so Jewish. I'm not the nanny. I'm not acting, but this is who I am. No, it's so, it is who she is. She is so pure, purely Jewish and Yiddish in her core. Um, but what is so beautiful as well about her is that um, in leading the strike, she joins a long list of Jewish women labor activists. So, for example, in 1909, a woman by the name of Clara Lemlich, a 23-year-old Jewish garment worker, gave an impassioned speech, also in Yiddish, that ignited a 20,000-person general strike, consisting mostly of women, reshaping her industry and strengthen- strengthening the power of unions. So she's just following on this tradition of powerful Jewish women who are standing up for what they believe in, which is um, just admirable. Wow, it is incredible. Totally admirable. It is incredible. I mean, to think that you can yeah. Yeah, stop Hollywood. Okay, are we ready to go on to our local, what's happening in our local industry? Yeah, we can. So I'm very excited. Um, Israeli playwright and performer Roy Horowitz We'll be returning to South Africa to theatre on the square with a stage play called Do I Win or Do I Lose? 
He has been here before um, with a lot of different shows, mainly um, focusing on the Holocaust. And I, I've seen him, and he's remarkable. So he's performed in theater shows like The Timekeepers, Volunteer Man, and My First Sony. Um, I saw him in The Timekeepers here um, quite a while ago. It was it was about the Holocaust, and it was so remarkable. And he he just has a, a sensitivity when he's portraying people who have gone through um things you know um so i'm excited to watch this uh this is a, a humorous and inspirational monodrama it's going to be directed by leah kunich who is the winner of the prestigious israel prize for theater which is also quite a remarkable um thing to to have a come through to the country so this is a is an intimate exploration of the world of gambling soccer family and the pursuit of true meaning in life Based on a compelling true story, the performance promises to take audiences on an unforgettable journey, evoking laughter, tears, and a profound appreciation for the importance of cherished relationships. So don't miss this. I'm a huge Roy Horowitz fan, um, so I can't wait to see it. And obviously, this is also supported by the Embassy of Israel, which is also quite wonderful. So, and, and on a very good news note, he will be my guest on the show I think next week, actually, and we will be talking about it. I can't wait to meet him. I have not seen his performances, although I know the name. So I'm looking forward to seeing this mm. one. Wonderful. And just to say that Theatre on the Square has celebrated this week um, 29 years of its uh, opening. It first opened in Rosebank and then uh, moved to Santon. So it has been around for 26 years at the Santon location, but 29 years it Overall, so uh, congratulations to Daphne Kuhn and the team. Um, it's one of my favorite theaters, and uh, yeah, I hope it continues for another 29 years. And to have continued through COVID when that industry was so hard hit, and to come back as it has with new shows and such enthusiasm, young audiences, yeah. she is a remarkable woman. So I'm, I'm raising my glass. So Vicky was also a guest of my show when we were talking earlier about COVID, and um, she was one of those who got involved to help other actors in the industry who were really, really struggling. So thanks for highlighting that, and also well done, Vicky. And I'm sure now that you've mentioned it, I'd love to have her as my guest to talk about what is happening there. I think you should, yeah. She's really great, and um, she takes over from Moira Katz, and... Uh, yeah, theatre, children's theatre especially is so important because it shapes the new generation of theatre makers. So, um, yeah, I, I'm so excited that she's the new CEO. Bronwyn, likewise, thank you so much for joining me. Next time it's definitely going to be in the studio, so I can't wait for that. And I can't wait also to hear all the, the upcoming news. But in the meantime, have a lucky weekend and a good Shabbos. Good Shabbos to you too. Thank you very much. That was art publicist and uh, art critic Bronwyn, Ke- uh, Bronwyn Hirschwitz, and she is my regular entertainment, on the regular entertainment slot.